So yeah, getting this thing rolling. Um, how would you describe what exactly it is that you create on your channel? If somebody <laughs> has no idea what uh, your stuff is all about, how would you give a synopsis of it? Um, uh, just idiotic observations, I guess. <laughs> It's probably the, the, the only thing that describes it in my mind. No, it was uh, it was funny because, you know, uh, I just started goofing around with this character and uh, just the idea behind him is uh, my grandfather was a uh, was an alcoholic. And he used to you know, tell me and my cousins stories, me and my brothers, sisters and cousins, tell us just these weird stories and funny jokes all the time. And he kind of had this, you know, somewhat discombobulated way of talking. And uh, so I used to just sort of uh, kind of mimic him on stage from time to time. And then one day I was watching a friend of mine who was trying to become a life coach. And he had posted this video on Instagram and it was, it was a nice message, but it was just, it came across as so corny. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. Harry, this guy lives in a mansion. He's got a beautiful tan. He's got a nice chiseled body. He's very successful. And he's sitting there saying, hey, if you feel like you need permission to be successful, I want you to know that you don't need permission because the only to give you that permission. So I give you permission to give yourself permission. <laughs> you know, it was just sort of a portrait. <laughs> and it made me giggle. And I thought, you know, that's it. My drunk grandfather as the world's worst life coach. <laughs> then he, uh, then he turned more into more of like a stoner than a, than an alcoholic. But, uh, just as I was playing around with it, but that was the origin. That was the, the idea behind the character. And then I, so I just started making, you know, given, uh, I have a degree in philosophy. And so I was taking philosophy and combining it with, uh, you know, basically mocking life coaches on online. Mm -hmm. And that's where it just kind of blew up. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, so if I can deliver a funny, positive message in a, in a way that people can uh, learn, appreciate it, hey, all the better. All yeah. the better, you know. <clears throat> I feel like the character that you portray online is the perfect example of the archetype of the jester. Yes, yes, very much so. And the king that's being made fun of is the life coaches and the people that say, you know, you got to do X, Y, or Z to get the, the mansion or the chiseled body or be like me, you know, uh, it's perfect. I feel like it's a, it's a perfect representation of the, um, the sacred clown, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you know, and, and the message isn't that, Hey, you need to improve and become better. The message is, is, that I, I'm trying to convey is that you already are pretty great. Mm -hmm. um, sure, there's things you could do better. Sure, there's improvements you can make, but but you're not you're not trying to obtain something that you already have. And when you learn that you already have it, it makes it easier to just do it. You know, it's not it's not something you have to earn. You already have it, and that's that's kind of the message that I like to convey. Is yeah. that, hey. Uh, we're all, we are what we are. <laughs> what is that it that you think we all yearn for? You know, how would you describe that? Um, 
you know, it's kind of funny. It's sort of this uh, little catch twenty two because in the desire to that the desire we have to attain something and achieve something is the same desire that creates all of our suffering and pain. Yeah, right. <laughs> and yet we think so. It's this weird cycle that we're tr- we 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 trap ourselves with because it's like, well, I want more. I want to have more. I want to be more. But in trying trying to do it is that's what's causing all your pain and suffering mm-hmm. um that's almost a joke itself yes it is it's it's really it's the cosmic joke of the whole thing yeah it, uh, we, we 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 create our own pain by trying to avoid it yep i think we're low-key all masochists i think we somewhat enjoy the pain we almost like enjoy the suffering in some way it's like we want we we want to punish ourselves yeah we want we want to suffer because mm-hmm. I, I i've talked to a lot of people who have been uh, have been through terrible things and it's almost as if they they get to a point where that becomes so much a part of their identity that that they enjoy the suffering yeah and the more the more suffering they can experience the more joy because that could only explain why they just enjoy they just focus so much on suffering and so much on and on pain and going through it and just punishing themselves all the time it's like uh you know we we become addicted to it to some degree i guess yeah it's weird some weird irony in there Mm. yeah i think it has something to do with that how you described uh it becomes part of our identity it's like we try to take on some kind of false identity through our suffering unknowingly unconsciously and then eventually it does become this like idea of who we think we are and then we perpetuate that cycle because we're just caught in this like weird loop but yeah it's not that's not it that's not who we are <laughs> you know <laughs> no it's all it's it's all you know we take we put we take on masks throughout yep. our whole life and when you finally realize that, when you finally understand that, it's like, yeah, hey, I'm just playing a part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. Um, it's kind of like God's play. Yes. <laughs> so uh, how did you get on this wavelength, man? Where did this all come from for you? How did this dawn uh, upon the person that we see of, uh, of you know, the play? How, where did this all come from? Um, you know, I, I always, when I was, a, when I was a kid, I never felt like I was a part of any group. You know, I never felt like I was in the part of that was, you know, when I was a kid, we, our family we moved around a lot. My dad was a diesel mechanic and he was always, you know, going from one better paying job to the next, whatever, get, you know, you know, so we were just constantly moving. And so I was having to start over in new schools all the time. And, uh, you know, make new friends. And so I just always felt like I was an outsider mm. all throughout uh, growing up. And uh, I realized that I, I, I kind of enjoyed that. And I, I enjoyed being, you know, the, uh, the outsider. Because you, you see things that other people don't see, yeah. you know. And you, get to, and, and you get to recognize patterns and you recognize people, you know, who... Sure, it's a different person than you knew before, but at the same time, it's the same person. 
that you knew before. You know, and you start to see those kinds of things in people. And um, I've always been very uh, kind of introspective and uh, also a ham. I always enjoyed entertaining and being silly and just been this way my whole life. And I, I think the fun thing about the internet is that it just gives me an opportunity to be more ridiculous in front of more people. <laughs> yeah. You know? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, just the internet itself and the capabilities that it grants us is funny. You know, there's no bounds to what you can put out there. It's pretty much unlimited on what we can create. If you have a Oh, phone, absolutely. I mean, I mean, with just a phone, you could start a podcast and start doing uh, filming things and just creating create i mean it's just it's it's amazing you can write music and produce music and now with ai mm -hmm. i mean it is just it, it it's an amazing time to be alive and really? that's one thing i like pointing out to people so well, yeah sure there's a lot of you know constant threat of uh, nuclear war but that's always been there you know <laughs> ever since world war ii it's yeah. been hanging over our heads why let that stop you just get out there and just have fun. There's just there's such an endless amount of possibilities. I mean, people are uh, get upset because they don't think they have enough opportunities. They don't think they have enough uh, uh, options, that they don't have enough freedom. It's like, man, we got too much freedom. We got too many opportunities. Yeah. Trying to sit down and pick one and go with it. That's what's that's what. Uh, demobilizes most people as they get caught up in just not knowing what to do. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I, I tell people, just pick something and do it. And uh, if you do it for a while and decide you don't like it, go do something else. No yeah. harm, no foul. Just, mm -hmm. just, just do and have fun. Pick the most ridiculous thing you could possibly think of and just start pursuing it. <laughs> You'll never know where it goes. Yeah, seriously. We have more opportunity than any human being has ever had probably in the history of humanity. Yeah. With the fact that, like you said, we just have a phone with a phone. You can reach the world. <laughs> it's yep. that easy. Yeah. It's like, uh, you know, it used to be, you had to go to Hollywood to get discovered to become an actor. So now, now you just write skits and do it on your own. You don't yeah. need, you don't need to be on TV. Uh, I mean, the internet, you can get more views and more attention than you can on a network nowadays. Yeah. Look what we're doing. We're just having a talk show from our houses. Yeah. <laughs> you know, sitting in my live. basement. Having a great old time. This wasn't possible, what, 20, 30 years ago? Oh, absolutely not. Mm. It is wild. We take it all for granted because it's in our lives 24-7. But it really is. When you sit down and think about the technology we have and the capabilities it grants us, it's actually it, it's dumbfounding i can't even believe that we're born in this time like compare this time to when you were uh, say a peasant in medieval england all of this is magic <laughs> we live in some other realm it seems that and oh yeah it's wild man it's wild <laughs> oh well you know just just compared to you know I, one of my favorite things when i was a kid was watching uh james bond mm -hmm. because of all the special gadgets that he had and it's like oh it's so far, and a lot of it was science fiction. It was like just, and now I you look back and it's laughable because it's like you could you could have everything and better than what James Bond had, and yeah. and that blows my mind. Or even like uh, you know twenty four when it was uh, 
when it was a big deal and you looked at the the advancements then and now you look back and see what it was and it's like yeah we can still we can do that now just you don't need government intervention you do a lot of this uh, technology stuff on your own with your own phone i mean it's it's just such a small time and, and things are you know in six months six more months there'll be even more available more yeah. stuff going on especially yeah. you know like i said with ai it's just absolutely unstoppable mm-hmm. it's exponential at this point yeah and why people aren't taking advantage of it that's the funny thing but then again uh all the opportunities throughout history have been available to everybody. And it's just the ones who were brave enough and, and with the foresight enough to, to actually do it. Those are the ones who win the day, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But, and, and just getting people to see, look, it's out there. Opportunities everywhere. Just get off your, 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 your silly little pity party and get on with your life. (laughs) Yeah. Have some fun. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, that's the thing. I feel as though um, we just take it too seriously at this point. Like the whole intertwining of social media with our lives, I feel as though a lot of people take it way too seriously. And like you said, if you just have fun with it, that's when I feel like the opportunities arise like crazy. And it just stuff just naturally flows. Like I feel like I'm having fun right now and all the other pods that I've done with people, I'm just ultimately just having fun. And yeah, and in that fun, it's because somehow there's no constraints. I'm just like, all right, let's just try this, have some fun. Just don't take it so seriously. I mean, I feel as though we're caught in that identity, getting back to it. We're caught in like a certain sense of identity that traps us in a box, a little box of who we think we are that confines us to like, I have to act in a certain way or portray myself in a certain way. When if you just really let that all go and just almost see all of this technology as a giant joke, because I kind of do. The, the capabilities that we have are laughable. The fact that we're even doing this to me is kind of a giant cosmic joke. Um, so yeah. that's the essence of it. And that's how I try to approach it myself personally. It's just like, hey, man, don't take whatever whatever we're doing right now or whatever you want to portray yourself as on the Internet. Don't take it so seriously. I think um, we're just caught in this, like like you said, a pity party. <laughs> yeah, well, we're well, a lot of it's fear, you know. We yeah. don't want to look like the fool. We don't want to look yeah. stupid, you know? And that's, true. that's kind of part of why I think my, my character has caught on with people yeah. is because I do everything wrong. My hair's a mess. Yeah. I'm, you know, instead of dressing nice, I'm just wearing a t-shirt most of the time, coveralls, my beard's a mess and going all over the place. The mm-hmm. audio half the time is messed up. There's cars going by. Yeah. I mess up the words I'm saying. I don't hardly, I hardly ever re-record. I usually it's this first take and whatever it was, that's what I go with. <laughs> that's awesome. And, you know, so I'm doing everything wrong, but, you know, kind of my point is, is just do it. Just, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't have to be. Trying to get everything perfect is what stops a lot of people from trying to do anything. Mm. Well said. You know, because they keep, they keep, they keep wanting it to be perfect and, and they have to wait for the perfect time and the, the perfect lighting and then have enough money and all these, all these things that they think they have to have. And it's like, no, just do it. Just start doing yeah. it. You know, mm-hmm. you, you want You want to have your own business, find out what it is and start doing it. Yep. Put it also. together and do it. You know, you want to have a podcast. Let's do it. Find somebody to talk to and start talking. <laughs> That's you it. <laughs> it's that simple. 
<laughs> I think that's what's so great about your character is not only the insights that are brought forth in the videos, it's the whole idea of the character of, um, what's his name again? Leonard McCrunsky. Yeah, of Leonard McCrunsky. The idea just of him being, it's almost like he is the complete, innocent, yet somewhat enlightened being that has been uh, granted this technology. And he's, um, you know, he's not exactly the sharpest tool in the shed, but I guess that goes to show just the whole idea of the character. It goes to show like how much power there is in just doing it. Because it seems like, like you said, he just has a phone, just goes off and rants and that's it. It's that simple. You know, there's something so special about it. The whole, just his character, the whole insight of Leonard, you know, like it's, Mm -hmm. something so special about that <laughs> yeah you know i was uh, uh you know partially an influence was uh if you've ever seen interviews with uh albert einstein no, you know, if you didn't know if you didn't know who albert einstein was you would think what he was talking it was kind of an uh uh an absent-minded goofball <laughs> really yeah, and a lot of these very, very highly intelligent people, you know, they're uh, they they socially they're just kind of inept. Yeah. But part of it is that they just don't care. Yeah, it's not that they're not capable; they just don't care. They think all these things that we think are important, what how you how you're dressed and your hair and all all these things that we think are important isn't important to him at all. Not, not in the least bit. He could care less. He thinks yeah. the, the, the dumbest thing to get hung up on. And that's kind of with Leonard is all this stuff that everybody else gets hung up on. He just doesn't care. Yeah. And it's funny because it kind of blows, it kind of, kind of sets people back. Cause you know, when you're scrolling, you know, you're looking at all these beautiful girls and bikinis and they're dancing in exotic locations and. And then you have a guy comes on, he's got, you know, the cars and the money and all the success. And then all of a sudden, here's this old dude standing in the middle of the woods, coveralls. Like, what, what's going on here? What, yeah. You know, uh, a lot of that is that, that, that fear that people have of like, I would never, I would never look, I would never let myself look like that. Well, yeah, 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 that's exactly. Kind of the, that's kind of the point. Yeah. Like the whole what idea. You think is, his whole idea is a lesson like the his whole persona that you portray is a lesson in itself even though there are lessons that I mean, that leonard does bestow upon people in the videos just the the idea of him and the way that he portrays himself online is um that's what's sacred i feel as though about the the whole thing and it's funny because uh you've had a few videos that have actually gone very very viral <laughs> i think that's the appeal yeah. in them it's like they're um how do i put this they're the complete opposite of what should go viral you know but that's what makes it go viral if that makes sense you know what i mean it's not yeah, yeah. it's not yeah. the picturesque viral video that we see <laughs> it's 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 so wrong that it's right exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah oh man one of my favorites of yours was um happy dying was the uh it was the jesus's gospel in a nutshell or something like that Oh yeah, I don't know. I just thought that was so funny. Like, hey, you just gotta you gotta love everybody. Is that simple? Yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> Even the people on the other side of the hill. Yeah, them too. 
<laughs> I don't know. I just thought that's so funny because it is that simple. Like really, Jesus is uh gospel. There's this, you know, you got the Bible with plenty of books in it, and there's plenty of people that spew forth uh plenty of words every Sunday about it. But when you really put it in a nutshell, Jesus just said, just just love everybody, man. That's it. It's that simple. Yeah. Well, you know, they they asked him, What's the what's the most important commandment? He said, Love God with all your heart, mind, mind, and strength. And the second is like unto it. Love your neighbor as you do yourself and as as you do God. That's that's it. That's, and everything <laughs> else, everything else is a sub is a sub uh, note to that. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so simple. Something special about being able to convey ideas in a simplistic manner, but also comedic. You know, something special about comedy. Not all comedy. Obviously, there's some crude comedy, but. Um, comedy put forth in the right way it allows people i feel as though to get that light bulb moment very quick like there's something um i don't know there's something very poignant about good comedy you know kind of like george carlin well, it's it, it's 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 understood to be the best way to to learn something is through humor mm. um the, the best way to communicate something that people remember it is through humor um, the best way to break down barriers between two people is with humor. I mean, it's, it's, it's an amazing, amazing thing. And we misused it for so long because we've misunderstood it. We've, uh, we've downplayed it, its importance. Yeah. But now as you, you learn how it's really, it's just at play. It's, you know, it's not taking everything so seriously. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's an amazing it's an amazingly powerful thing. That's why, you know, when the uh, powers that be want to want to change and want to affect and manipulate and control people, you do it by controlling humor. That's interesting. You know, yeah. um, that's why they they'll they want to restrict what you can make fun of. You know, oh, yeah. You know, if you go to like uh, North Korea, it's illegal. I mean, it's punishable by death. To make fun of, to mock, um, the the president. Wow. I mean, it's you cannot even even an inkling of a. You could roll your eyes because uh, you see a picture of him, and that could be considered uh, mocking and ridiculing him. Mm. You know, because it's a way of controlling and manipulating. If you don't allow that, you make it so that it's so sacred you can't mock it. And that's what that's what's happening now with this cancel culture thing, is they're trying to say, oh, you can't even make fun of this, you know. I like uh, uh, I, I I talk about my daughter coming out as gay and about her transgendered boyfriend, and I don't make fun of them. I, I make fun of the situation. I make fun of my reaction to them. It's just I'm not tearing anybody down at all. I'm not, you know, I'm just making fun of the situation. I'm making fun of the whole thing and i've had people who got mad at me not because of anything i said they couldn't say this is what i they found offensive the only thing they found offensive was the fact that i made a joke about it at all mm. yeah that's not right and that's that's part of that uh trying to they just they just want to make you so you can't oh you can't make fun of this at all and that's i i think that's funny to me uh you know people ask me as a comic, what do I think about cancer culture? I'm like, I think it's fantastic uh, because uh, now they're making everything a sacred cow, which just mm -hmm. makes 
more for me to make fun of. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's a, the, the the worst thing you could do is tell a comic what they can't talk about because guess what they're going to talk about? <laughs> right, exactly that. <laughs> like, oh, you just uh, you just let me know what the boundary is. Thank you. Yeah, Let's, I'm going to go step over that right now. <laughs> mm. But you know, if you know, you look back at uh, you know. It's kind of funny. I, I like to point this out to people is, uh, you know, part of uh, <clears throat> when we started uh, uh, attacking Japan, um, you know, when we would preparing the, the soldiers for the battles against the Japanese, they actually had uh, Hollywood make cartoons. You can't you could I, they won't let you look at these cartoons now, but. They made cartoons that just made fun of Japanese people, mm. mocked them and ridiculed them, made them look like idiots and foolish. And I mean, that was they just they they would just make fun of them. And that was that's why we would have these slur names about them and mock them and ridicule them. <clears throat> so that when we went, when the soldiers went and invaded the, the country, you dehumanized your enemy because that made it easier to fight them. On the other side, Japan, what their strategy was, was they they had all these um, very serious films about how evil the um, uh, military in, the America, in America was, that they would, to join the military, they had to kill a family member, and that they uh, uh, drink human blood, and all, you know, I mean, wow. just all these horrible, terrible things that they have to go through to become a member of the military. Mm -hmm. So what ended up happening was uh, it backfired when we uh, went and invaded Okinawa. Uh, the Japanese people were so scared of us, they were committing suicide. I mean, we had, oh. to, we had to go and stop them from killing themselves. That's crazy. Yes, because they were so scared of us. Wow. And uh, that that's... You know, that's I like to point that out to show the difference between uh, humor and fear. Wow, that's why fear is a is 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 a horrible thing to use to motivate anybody to do things. Oh yeah, you know for sure. Mm. Yeah, there's something special about humor. Yeah, it's uh, it, like I said, it's a very powerful thing, and it, it can heal. It can help you deal with trauma and pain and. You know, I when I went through boot camp, part of uh, in the Marine Corps, part of getting through boot camp was uh, I just saw this all as a big joke, and uh, it was just and it became funnier and funnier. It was one of the hardest things for me. It was just not to not laugh all day because of just the absurd situations that we would get put in. You know, you think they did that on purpose to make it so absurd to just uh, to like disarm you? Yeah, the part of it is, is they put you in a situation where it's just stress all the time. So you get to the point where you just don't stress out about anything. That um, you can handle the chaos because you're because you're comfortable in it. You've yeah. been through it. You've dealt with it, and you're you're you become immune to the chaos. That way, you can think clearly and think straight because you know what to focus on. You know what the you know you you focus on what your job is, not what all this other nonsense is going on. It's like, well, if you get shot and killed, then you get shot and killed. But until that point in time, just keep doing your job, mm -hmm. you know? 
Yeah. As long as you're still alive, you can do your job. And that's that's what your trade did boot camp is just you just keep doing what you're supposed to be doing. Don't let all this other stuff distract you. Mm. Um, and when you realize that you realize the, the just the absurdity of the whole thing, it just. Uh, and you when you realize that that's what life is. It's yeah. just one big absurd thing after another. And it's like when you, <laughs> exactly. you see that that all this a lot of the stuff that we focus on is just noise yep. and nonsense. And when you learn to just ignore it, you know, man, life becomes a lot more fun. Mm-hmm. Well said. I was gonna say that. I was gonna follow up and say that, you know, life is like one big boot camp, it seems. And um yeah, I, I feel it. It is. And uh yeah, it seems like we're trained from birth, from our conditioning, from the cabal, who knows, into that <laughs> mindset of um, go, go, go attitude. You know, the like, you got to get stuff done. You got to do this. This is who you are. This is serious, man. Don't you want to be this? Don't you want to look like this? It's always, yeah, it's kind of goal oriented, almost like future oriented, some kind of just uh, confining of the mind. Uh, it's very... Mm -hmm very peculiar but yeah i feel like humor automatically cuts through that cuts through that false narrative that's what it is it's like the sword of truth you know <laughs> yeah it just cuts right through all of that and shows you like hey man like look look at the big picture look at what's really going on here yeah it's like you know the emperor's new clothes um mm. the, the the one person who starts pointing out hey he's naked <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's that's the comedian that's yeah. the comedian. What says, hey, what are you guys all staring at? This dude's naked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's funny, too, because um, he, he, I don't think, I'm not 100% sure, but I don't think any other creature on Earth has laughter. Human beings are the only ones that have this, this very unique phenomena of laughter. And when you really sit down and think about what laughter is, um, I don't know. It doesn't really make any sense. You know, what? it's it's very uncontrollable. You can't really force laughter. And it's, I don't know, it's like you, it's very situational. It's very circumstantial. Like it has to happen from a sense of novelty in the moment. Um, I've tried to like analyze what humor is before, just like meditate on what humor is and what laughter is. And I really can't figure it out. It's like ever evolving, you know, I guess the basis is like we kind of described, it kind of cuts through the seriousness, that identity structure, if you want to go back to that, I feel as though mm -hmm. it cuts through that, like the monkey mind, it cuts through that animalistic mind. Maybe that's why animals can't laugh because they're, they're stuck at that level. <laughs> and that's what makes humans special is we can kind of like see that, yeah, we're humans, but we see through that illusionary animalisticness and the, the kind of absurdity of it all and when we get that depending on upon the circumstance and the joke it's like that's what laughter is we see through the veil you know we pierce the veil i don't know it's quite peculiar like how would you describe uh humor see to someone that knows know any better maybe like an alien they're like why do you humans laugh what is well you know laughter? you know it was it was funny i did a in, in college i wrote a paper about finding a, a, a pure philosophy of humor oh okay and the thing that i I pointed out was that it's basically impossible because yeah. whenever you come up with a, a set of rules that says, okay, this is what humor is, you could create something that meets all of the requirements and 
not be funny. Hmm. And if it's not funny, is it really humor? And then I also pointed out that you could have something that's completely opposite of what they is expected and that, that isn't humorous. And that's even funnier. <laughs> so, so really trying to pinpoint what's funny, you kind of, you, you, you lose track. It's really, it's like the Dow. I mean, you're, yeah, yeah. <laughs> as soon as you think you understand it, it's gone. You don't understand it. And I think humor is very much that same way. It's like trying to find a definition of what is beauty. Yeah, that's true. Well, what's beautiful to one is not the same to others. And, you know, just, and, you know, it's like uh, you could see a picture of a beautiful woman. It's like, oh, she's very pretty. And then you find out, oh, by the way, she was uh, the girlfriend to uh, Adolf Hitler. And she supported the murder of six million uh, people in concentration camps. It's like, oh. Okay, was well, she still beautiful? <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, uh, so it's 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 sort of this very uh, very ethereal. It's like as soon as you think you know what it is, it's gone. And then things uh, for a time could be funny, and then it's not funny. And I, I mean, it's just constantly changing. So really, trying to say this is what's funny. I think yeah. it's a, uh, to a large degree, it's very pointless. Yeah, there's no equation. There's no equation. Yeah, because like as soon as you find out, but as soon as you say, okay, this is what's funny, then it's like uh, I tell people, you can go through and you can diagram a joke and explain what was it that's funny, um, and as soon as you do, it's no, it's no longer funny. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, oh, that's good. It's ever evolving. What was it? Uh, one of my favorite quotes. Let's see if I can remember this. This is the, the the problem with analyzing jokes is that it's like uh, uh, dissecting a frog. Uh, in the end, uh, the patient dies. <laughs> you know. Okay, that's good. Yeah, and I feel as though personally, it's ever evolving, but life is just getting funnier as we have the advent of AI and the internet and the technology that's granting us these new uh, possibilities, the humor to me personally, personally speaking, is ever increasing. As the novelty increases, it seems like it just gets funnier and funnier and more ludicrous every day that goes by. Oh, I, I totally agree. Totally agree. Yeah. You kind of have to laugh, you know? <laughs> you kind of like, that's the only that's the only option at this point is like you have to oh yeah some of the things oh, oh, absolutely absolutely i, I like it's to just, say it, go ahead sorry i don't want to interrupt you oh no just i was kind of disagreeing with you more i was gonna say i like to think that um god if you even want to conceptualize god he's some kind of grand comedian always keeps you on your toes and he is the best comedian of all time and sometimes his humor is very dark Sometimes it's very questionable, but I think with a keen eye, one can see the joke in it all, even in the midst of the darkness and see the light of the joke. Um, yeah, that's what I try to keep that in my, in my point of view in the world. I try to find the joke and where we're taking it a little too serious and easier said than done. I know that obviously there's a lot of perceived darkness in our world, but I don't know. I feel like at, uh, 
the in the scheme of it all it's some kind of grand joke and it's up to us to get the punchline to be able to see through and get the punchline and and when we get the punchline i feel like um yeah life just becomes more enjoyable you know like you have to you have to be keen enough mindful enough be able to be present so you don't get caught in the phenomena you know the setup of the joke you don't just get caught in the setup and you can able to see <laughs> through it you know you're able to like yeah if you're not aware enough you're not going to see the punchline you know if that makes yeah. sense <laughs> well you know it's, i i think uh, a big part of that is the fact that most of us try to live our live live lives that are um an illusion yeah you know that we're constantly thinking about the past and we're trying to fix and correct the past and and then we're we're giving up things now for our future that may or may not come and so what we end up doing is the most important part of our life is what we're experiencing right now yeah as i as i like to point out I, i'm uh one of my favorite videos i've ever done is is when i say today is the most important day of your life because today's the only day you could do anything with <laughs> mm-hmm and that's true every single day you wake up. It's like, this is it. This is, you know, this is the only time. This is it. This is the only day I got. Is this one. Right. And uh, sure, you could do things that make your future days better. Sure. But at the same time, when we're focused so much on the past and hung up on the past and all, it, it's, it, it's really absurd. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really, really absurd what we do to ourselves. It's yeah. like just forget all that stuff and just enjoy now enjoy this moment enjoy mm-hmm. what you're doing enjoy who you're with enjoy just uh, just appreciate the the fact that you're here at all it's pretty amazing exactly it's that simple it really is that simple there's plenty of life coaches out there that may give you an antidote to like how you got to be happy in life and find peace and this is what you got to do but when it really comes down to it here and now man this is it just take it in right here right now this is some kind of beautiful miraculous moment and yeah like you said um it doesn't mean we negate uh the future per se you know it doesn't mean we just sit on the couch and eat cheetos all day um but even in the future when you do reach that point it's always it's going to be here and now it's going to be the ever-present moment um mm-hmm. so it's like yeah i don't know if that made any sense but it's it's always here and now <laughs> yeah, a, you're always you're always here now. Yeah, you may uh, you may be hung up and be thinking that something that happened to you 20 years ago is is more important about thinking about, um, but it's not. No, it's gone. It's done and gone. It's over. There's nothing you do to change whatever it was that happened to you, as horrible as it might have been. Look, you're here now. You have now. What are you doing with it? What do you, what do you, you know, you continue to punish yourself over something that happened years and years ago. Yeah. Why? Silly. It is silly. It is. Hmm. Yeah. And the irony, that's one thing I I love about the characters is he's, he's disarming to people. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, because, you know, when you see somebody sitting on the hood of a Ferrari, 
with a tan next to a swimming pool and all these beautiful people around him. You know, you're not sitting there thinking, oh, this guy has something important for me to hear. You're thinking, this guy has nothing I want to hear. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because uh, this guy doesn't relate to anything I do. You know, yeah. this guy doesn't have anything that I could possibly learn from. Yeah. Um, so we kind of we kind of play that off. Um, um, but with my character, you're you're not even thinking that you're going to get anything out of it. You're just going, what is wrong with this guy? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and yeah. then he starts talking, and then all of a sudden, when you're done, he hits you with this, you know, two by four, the side of the head, and it's like, oh, I, I wasn't expecting that at all. Yeah. Yep. It's like he's not asking you for anything to do anything. Uh, yeah, I'm not trying to get you to buy crypto or yeah, right. Come to a seminar or uh, you know. I'm going to help make you rich. It's yeah. Like, I, I, I don't care. Yeah. That's the majority of the internet, man. It's people saying, don't you want this Lambo? Don't you want all these girls? Don't you want to look like me? Well, buy my book. <laughs> and you yeah, will. buy my book. <laughs> and then you it's read the book and find out that what he tells you to do is to write a book and do commercials on the internet, <laughs> exactly. selling a book. <laughs> I had that idea to make a commercial about, oh, uh, how, how do I, how do I describe it? It's like, um, how to get rich by writing a book by getting rich by writing a book or something like that. You know what I mean? Cause I feel like that's, yeah. the, that's the prescription that a lot of people give. It's, uh, it's like, this is how you get rich and this is how you get famous. And this is how you get popular. It's you make videos about getting popular, about getting rich, about that's it. writing a book about getting rich. It's just, it's like, come on, man. <laughs> Uh, same it's the same old thing that's been going on for years yeah yeah that's true yeah and it's just it's based upon that idea that i think we already kind of described it's like you need to be here you need to do this you need to look a certain way you know 10 years from now maybe you'll be happy if you get this thing or you got this much money but no nope. it's here and now man it's here and now you know i i enjoy uh i i love graceland been to Graceland a couple of times, but I'm a big Elvis fan. And the thing I always appreciate, in fact, especially now, one of the things that they had, he had so much stuff that they've, they've built this new museum of just, and it's just shelves of just junk that he owned. Mm -hmm. uh, stuff that he acquired, stuff that people gave him. I mean, it's just stuff. Like, an igloo cooler. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's, just, it's just, you know, you walk through and you look at all this stuff and you think, wow, he had all this stuff and he's uh, still dead. He's still gone. Couldn't yeah. take any of it with him. Mm -hmm. You know? And it just, it, it's, it's funny when I, I see people, they get so hung up on having big house and lots of stuff and it's like, Man, there's so much more to life than just having a bunch of stuff. I mean, sure, I haven't done it. You know, I got nothing problem with you. You got a bunch of stuff. Cool. You got really cool stuff. That's cool. But what did you give up to get it? Yeah. You know? Yep. It's very true. All that stuff will come and go. All of it. All of it's temporary. 
that's the yep. huge uh that's the huge joke i guess we could say the temporary nature of all of this and we try to find a sense of permanence in all of our stuff but it all comes and goes it's buddhism 101 right there man <laughs> mm -hmm. yep and what did you give up you gave up the sanctity of the moment you know a lot of people i mean i'm not judging speaking personally we, we think uh i don't know we think that stuff is going to bring us some kind of lasting sense of peace whether it's a car some kind of you know like a girl some money validation not negating that stuff that'll come and go in life but when we think that's like that's it when i get x y or z that's it that's when i'll finally make it and be happy and then you get that and you're like huh well nothing seems really different that's what we give up we give up like the 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 time of getting to that x y or z that 10 years went by like oh shit i strove worked hard or you know i thought this was going to make me happy and all of this time this time allotted and end up still unhappy at the end of it <laughs> yeah but hey at least i have a nice place to sit in while i'm being miserable <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> oh man yep that's the world we were born into rodney the uh the western yep. world of materialism yep but you know lately one of my favorite things to look on the uh, watching is uh these uh, kids in Africa, these little poor villages, and they're 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 all into dancing right now. It's sort of a, a big deal, as you know. And uh, it it's just funny because they just got smiles from from ear to ear. Yeah, you know, they're living in these you know dirt all dirt roads and these wooden huts, and you know very poor conditions. But they're just smiling. I mean, I was just watching one today where. Uh, they're out in front of a porta potty, and uh, they're doing a dance about waiting in line for the toilet <laughs> to get to use the port the you know porta john, and it, it was just it, it it was just so fun watching them. You know, I was just like, that's what it's about. Just you know, wherever you're at, just enjoy, just dance, just dance and enjoy <laughs> dance. yourself. Have fun. Seriously what it's about it's the dance of life mm -hmm. it's so good i feel like um in that you know residing in that here and now in the present moment life does become some kind of dance it becomes some kind of flowing movement as this instrument of a human being we do seem to dance with our dharma one could say mm -hmm. and if not just build resistance i feel like you either dance or you go you either go with the flow or you go against the flow it's yeah. up to us yeah man it's good stuff yeah it's good stuff um well hey man i don't know where we can go from here i don't think i really have anything else to ask you or talk about i think that's a good note to wrap this up at it's the dance of life yes <laughs> it's been a good conversation my friend yeah for sure do you have any uh you know any last words anything you want to get off your chest before we wrap this thing up hey man just uh don't take it all so seriously and enjoy it for what it is amen amen to that well i thank you rodney for your time effort wisdom that you brought to this conversation 
Um, and I thank anybody that listened this long. This is a beautiful time, beautiful moment for me. Um, yeah, nothing else to say other than thank you, man. Keep doing right. your thing. I wish you all thank the best. Thank you.